welcome to another session of Relentless Pursuits Podcast. My name is Sean Claybrooks and I am your host. You know, today I want to share with you um, just an important message that God has been stirring in my heart for the last several weeks. And I pray that it brings light um, to your path and understanding to your situation. And I pray that the areas in your life where there's just so much confusion and discouragement Um, that that will be dismantled by God's word today. You know, I always like to start out with a question. I mean, the reason why I like to start out with questions because it provides an opportunity for the hearer to identify where they are. And when you can identify where you are and do what you call a self-assessment, then you can locate yourself and then you can have a focus for your hearing and your listening. So here's the questions I want to start out with. Where in your life are you most tempted to give up? Where in your life do you feel the most defeated? What area in your life has been an ongoing struggle for many, many years? And what dream have you given up on? And what idea have you given up on? Do you feel stuck? financially, emotionally, mental, your, your uh, mentality? Do you feel stuck? Do you feel like there's just no way out of your situation? Do you feel like you keep going around the same cycle over and over again? And lastly, what battle have you fought for a long time with little to no success? Well, you know, all throughout scripture, from Genesis to Revelation, there were people who faced the same things that you're facing today. Think about it. There were kings and leaders of great armies who did not know how to proceed in battle. There were spiritual leaders and business leaders, as well as political leaders, faced with situations that seemed insurmountable until, somebody say until, until they received a divine strategy from God. Think about think about all the different um, people in the Bible who operated under God's strategy, and because they took the time to get God's wisdom um, in battle or to approach their situations, they experienced victory. Now, the victory wasn't always easy, right? It didn't come easy, but the outcome was always favorable. Let's think about Abraham. You know, he's the father of many nations. God gave him a promise and said he would be the father of many nations. And if you know that story, you know that there were times that God would direct him to go in different ways, you know, and there were times God would direct him to do things that just didn't make sense to the natural mind. But those were God's strategies. And that's what we have to look for in our life. Noah, think about the story of Noah. Here's Noah and God, you know, tells Noah he needs to build an ark, right, to save his family and save some of the animal kingdom just for salvation's purpose he needed to build an ark and not only did god um, tell him to build the ark but god gave him a detailed strategy on how to do it all the way down to the measurements of um, certain items and how many animals to bring onto the ark 
strategy, right? Moses, think about Moses. He's leading all these people, right? You got to have a strategy when you're leading people. But imagine he's, you know, there he's leading everybody and they get to the Red Sea and, and you know, you can't go back. You can't go sideways. You got to go straight forward through what appears to be an impossible situation. But somebody say strategy, divine strategy, God's strategy. God gave him a strategy so that they can get over to the other side. Think of Moses' life as a baby. When Moses was a baby, God gave his mom a strategy, a divine strategy on how to get Moses, you know, where he needed to be so that he could have the upbringing that he needed so that he can eventually do what God had for him to do. Somebody say divine strategy, right? Okay, let's go to Joshua. You know, you hear kids singing and uh, Joshua fought the battle of Jericho and all the walls came tumbling down. Well, God gave him a strategy. You know, he told him to walk around. He told him how many times to walk around. He told him what to do the last time they walked around and the walls came down. Divine strategy. What about Ruth and Naomi? Y'all know the story of Ruth and Naomi. Um, because of a divine strategy, God united a man and a woman together, right? For his purpose, because of divine strategy. What about Esther, y'all? Esther, the story of Esther and Mordecai. I can go on and on and on. One Bible story after the next, you see God's hand. You see God providing his strategy so that his people could be successful in life, so that they can do the things that he called them to do and accomplish the feats that he ordained for them to accomplish. And so if strategy, if divine strategy was good enough back in those days, how many know it's good enough for us today? And we absolutely need God's strategy in everything that we do. You know, I'm going to school and I often reference this. I'm, you know, in school, I'm in my third year of my doctoral program. And there are times that I would, I could tell the times that I become the most stressed, the most, um, I guess, overwhelmed are the times when I'm relying on my own effort and my own strength and haven't even realized that I've done that. Maybe that's where you are. Maybe you haven't realized you started out doing what God told you to do, right? You had your ideas and, you know, it was flowing and you're walking in peace and everything's going well. And then you forget because we do forget, all of us, we all forget at times and we have to be reminded, hey, whose strength are you doing this in? Whose effort, you know, whose wisdom are you relying on? You know, the Bible talks about the wisdom that comes from above, you know, how it's pure, right? Full of peace, right? She gives you direction, shows you which way to go so that you can avoid some mishaps that are there or some detours or some things that are there to destroy your path. Well, the same thing today, we have to call on God for his divine strategy. You know, Proverbs chapter 19, verse two says, desire without knowledge is not good. And whoever makes his feet with haste misses his way. I'm going to read that again. 
Proverbs chapter 19, verse 2 says, desire without knowledge is not good. Let's stop right there. You can have a desire to do a lot of things, right? And so many people want to take shortcuts. You know, in the world that we live in today, all you have to do is look at social media. People love shortcuts. No one wants to take the long road. But how many know God is not a God of shortcuts? cuts, right? When it comes to your preparation and for you to do the things he's called you to do, there is a season of preparation. And so many times people want a shortcut in that season. Well, I'm here to announce to you, there is no shortcut in the season of preparation. I'll say it again. There is no shortcut in the season of preparation, right? Sometimes we want the easy way out. We want, you know, we want the way that's, that doesn't really require too much of us. You know, you, you hear people say, well, I'm going to talk before groups of people, but they can't articulate certain words, right? They haven't gone back to polish up their skills. Just remember, God gives you the gifts, right? But it's up to you to become skillful in that which he has given you. And that requires preparation. It requires study. It requires discipline. You cannot take a shortcut to get where God called you to be. Amen. I say amen. I shout amen. I shout all by myself on that one because I know it's true. So remember, desire without knowledge. Okay, you got a desire to do something. Okay, but you need to go get you some knowledge. You need to go get some training. You need to go get some certification because a person who is gifted without training and without skill is a dangerous person. I'll say it again, a person who is gifted, a person who is skilled without training, without discipline, is a dangerous person. So remember, whoever makes haste with his feet misses his way. So, you know, you know, when you, you see somebody cooking with a crock pot, I love cooking with a crock pot, y'all. It just, it takes time. Um, you don't have to stand over the stove. My reasons for cooking with a crock pot is totally different than the reasons I'm sure today invented it. I was like, okay, I need to find a way to do something, right? Still get it done, but still have time to do the other things I need to do. But crock pot cooking is slow cooking. You know, the meat marinade, the juices, everything just cooks over time, y'all. It simmers. And the flavor, when you get done cooking something in a crock pot, the meat just falls off the bone. Well, don't you want that to be said of you after you've been prepared, after you've been established for the work that he's called you to do? Don't you want people to, when they get done listening to you, they say, mm, mm good. Oh my God, I heard from the Lord. Well, guess what? You can't get that you know, trying to have it your way, like Burger King, do it your way, plan out your, you know, your little success. You're going to do it anywhere. You haven't been trained. You haven't been skilled. No, go back and get the proper training. Go get skilled. Go get wisdom. Go get knowledge, you know, because it's only going to make you better. There are different levels of anointing, whether you believe it or not. And it has to do with the level of skill, the, the level of training you submitted yourself to. No submission, little anointing. Here's another verse, Proverbs 21, verse 5. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. 
you know, that, that verse in the NCV version says, those who act too quickly become poor. Those who act too quickly become poor. Did you know that haste is an enemy to receiving divine strategies from God? When you need to move, you know, haste, the definition of being hasty is acting with a lack of careful thought or consideration, you know. So, you know, ladies, you done met this dude or guys, you know, vice versa, guys, you done met this girl, you in love already. It's only a week, right? You don't know nothing about them. You don't have no knowledge of their family, but you in love and nobody can tell you anything, right? Well, let me tell you what's about to happen to you. It says, everyone who is hasty comes to poverty. So you about to hit something that may not be very pleasant, all because you're hasty. Just know that the enemy knows that if he can get you to move in haste, no careful thought to your steps, your decisions, your actions, he can keep you in a cycle. You know, can you identify your cycle? What is that thing you just keep, you keep doing it over and over and over again, right? And years pass by and you still keep doing it over and over again. Well, guess what? You can't break it until you can identify it. I'm going to say it again. You know, it can't be broken off of your life and you can't break it until you can identify it. You know, I want to share with you something that I learned um, many years ago. Um, I remember um, in Bible school, I went to Rhema Bible Training Center, and I remember Kenneth Hagin was teaching us in a class, and he was explaining, um, he was giving the students tips on how to make a decision, right, being led by the Spirit of God. And so um, we had this class and in that class, uh, they gave this example of how you can make a decision about something, right? Being led by the spirit of God. So they talked about, you know, whatever that decision is you need to make, right? You bring that decision before the Lord during your prayer time and your reading of your word and worship and you talk to God about it. You know, you, you talk to him just like you talk to your friends. God, you know, I have this decision I need to make and I just don't know which way to go. You know, a part of me wants to go this way. Another part wants to go that way. But I want to be in your will. I want to know and I want to hear from you the best plan of action for me in this situation. Right. And you go about go about your prayer time. You know, you thank God. Thank you, Lord, that I know that you hear me. And because I know that you hear me, I know that you'll answer me. I thank you that my answer is on the way. I thank you that clarity is on the way. I thank you, Father, that the wisdom that I need is on its way. And now I just worship you because you're a big, mighty God and you love me so much. And I thank you that your wisdom is outstanding. And I thank you that you love me so much that you want me to walk in the way that is best for me. And then you go about your business. You go about doing what you need to do about your daily task, right? Then the next day you revisit it. You take that thing back before God. Somebody say, you're going to pray about it again. Yeah, take it back before God, you know, and just, you know, Lord, here I am again, right? And here's the situation. I still don't have the clarity that I need, but I'm trusting you. I'm trusting your word. And you just bathe that thing in the word of God. You find you some scriptures and just bathe that thing in the word of God. And then you begin to praise God because you know, his word says that he hears 
answers those who call upon him, right? In the day of trouble, I will answer. So you have a promise. He's going to answer you. God's going to answer you. Now, the way he answers you, hey, listen, you, you need to just be alert and attentive because, because God is always moving. He's always speaking. He's always communicating, right? We just have to be sensitive. So you just go on about your business. You don't worship God. You don't praise God. And you just keep going and you keep going and you keep going and you keep doing that, right? Now, there are two things that can happen. One thing, the thing that you want to do, that desire will either fade away or number two, the desire will get stronger. And then the Lord will begin to line up things for you so that you know that you know that you know, hey, this is what I'm supposed to do, right? Have you ever had to make a decision or have you ever thought you wanted to do something and I mean, you thought strongly, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this move, right? I'm going to move to another state, right? And you just you just do everything right away because you had an experience, right? You had a feeling, you had an emotional encounter. And from that emotional encounter and from that experience, you thought you needed to make the decision today, right? Well, number one, you, you don't make decisions like that in a day, right? You just, you just take your time. So that means you, you go on about your business, you pray about it, you keep going. And if that's for you to do, that thing to get stronger and stronger, that's not for you to do. You won't even think about it no more. You know, you know how many times we could have been saved from debt if we would have made decisions that way. You know, you go out on the car dealership and they show you the car. You know you can't afford that car, right? And you're gonna get that far, that car, and you're gonna you're gonna declare by faith. I'm going to get this car, right? And you go on and get that car. Maybe that's never happened to you. Listen, it happened to me, right? Before. And you go get the thing. You know you can't afford it, right? But you ain't pray about it because you're just going to impulsively make a hasty decision. And then you're going to call it God. And then you're going then you're gonna to say you, you walking in faith. Okay, somebody don't hear me. But you know it happens all the time, right? And it has to stop happening. But we have to teach people how to do better, right? Because you can't do better if you don't know better. And so you go and you get that vehicle and you come home, right? Y'all, y'all know after the first car payment come, okay, you still a little excited. You pay it, you go about your business. Then the second car payment, the third car payment, you like, why in the world did I buy this vehicle? You ain't never been there? Okay. Well, I have. And, and you feel like, why did I do this? Because I moved in haste. So, you know, today I just want to encourage you to slow down. Take your time, you know, take your time. It takes time to get strategy from God. It takes time to get his thoughts on a situation, right? And, and you got to read your word. You have to read your word. So many Christians go to church, never open their Bible. Believe this or not, never open their Bible after they leave church on Sunday. And God forbid if they didn't go to Bible study during the week, then they only had that Bible open one time a week, right? Or they scrolled the Bible on their phone one time a week. You got to stay in the word, y'all. Did you know that daily Bible reading is so important? I could never stress that enough to anybody. I don't care if it's just one little scripture you read. I used to teach a class at a Christian school and I would tell the kids in the class, you know, what you what we're going to do every day. You know, these were 
fifth and sixth graders. And I said, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to train ourselves in devotions, right? And we're going to start in the book of Proverbs. So when you come to class every morning, that's the first thing we're going to do every morning. We're going to read a chapter out of the book of Proverbs that corresponds with the date, right? So for example, today is August the 11th. We would go to Proverbs chapter 11 and we would read it and we would discuss it as a class. And you know, that's what you need to do. If you don't have a daily Bible regimen, there is, you have to be in the word for yourself. You need to have a notebook. You need to have a pen and just jot down what, what stood out to you, right? And all this has to do with strategy, divine strategy, because you can't get God's thoughts on the situation if you don't know his word. You don't know his words. You're not gonna know the thought that comes to you. You're gonna think, you know, oh, I'm gonna go with Bay over there. I'm gonna be with that man over there. That man married. That ain't nowhere in the book. That's not in the Bible. It's not right, right? So you, you know, there's a lot of people who say God spoke to him and he didn't because it doesn't line up with the word. So you gotta remember, spend your time in the word of God so that you can get God's strategies and take time in prayer and worship and pray and just slow it down in your life. Slow it down. You know, the word of God says in all your ways, y'all. It's Proverbs, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path, right? That takes time, right? God's direction, it takes time. It takes time for you um, to be trained and seasoned, but stop doing things in haste. Stop moving so quickly, right? Again, we said hasty means acting with a lack of careful thought or consideration. Let's stop acting, you know, with a lack of careful thought or consideration. And let's take time, take time out, slow down to get God's strategy for your situation. Well, Thank you so much for taking time to listen to this session. I pray that your eyes have been enlightened and I pray that you've heard a word that will literally change the course of your life. And until next time, be blessed.